The China Current continues its special coverage on the coronavirus outbreak. Go to our social media at the China Current and our website for interviews, videos, and podcasts. I'm James Chow. Thank you. Chloe Isabel Zhang is a unique athlete, student, and activist who has set up the COVID-19 Hong Kong Fund to unleash the potential in all of us to contribute to a response that requires collective solidarity. But words like solidarity are big words and sometimes overused. So I wanted to learn from Chloe about what that means to a young person in a time of COVID-19. This is a very uplifting story, and I think we all need to feel useful right now. My name is Chloe Isabella Sang. I'm 17. I'm a junior at Stanford University's online high school. I'm also a competitive tennis player and a human rights advocate. So Chloe, I got this message from a friend of mine about this new COVID-19 Hong Kong fund that you have set up. How long did it take, and what does it mean? Sure. So I set this up maybe about a month in the making. A lot of thought had gone into it, and obviously into the planning and things like that. And we released it, and it went live about a few days ago. So it, it's pretty recent. Um, and I'm really surprised by how much traffic it's gotten since then. I've basically tried to get as much traffic through, you know, friends and, you know, family, friends of the family, friends, and you know, stuff like that through the connections and portals. And what it means basically is to, you know, do something for good. And obviously, with this particular crisis right now, it's a representation of Hong Kong's youth generation taking. You know, taking their part in it and taking responsibility in being part of Hong Kong's community and helping everyone. You know, what in terms of a whole community, because it doesn't have to be. I feel like, from my particular perspective, even though I'm 17, I feel like that the whole protests and you know the whole political situation it has definitely. From my perspective, given the world a rather negative conception of us, and you know, with the media and things like that, they've definitely taken particular kinds of media, and they tend to twist it and not a, you know, the best way possible. And there's a lot of things I feel like that people don't necessarily see from being on the ground and being here in Hong Kong, and that the rest of the world gets this particular perception. And the whole point of this COVID-19 Hong Kong fund was to change that and to show that that's not all Hong Kong's youth are, and that we're a lot more than that. You use the word、sure. community. What does、yeah. community mean to you? Community to me means unity, in a sense. I mean, it's particularly the same word, essentially. And I feel like when you live in these particular, the big city, at least in Hong Kong. I grew up here. I was born here, and I before I moved around. Even though I left, I grew up here, and I went to school in Chinese International School for six years. I was born and bred here in Hong Kong, and I've seen how the lifestyle is. It's very busy. It's a lot of a kind of a worker city. It's a it's a money city, and it's a finance center. And a lot of the times, you see these divisions in the classes. Very. Very distinctly, you can see those people in their white collars and their ties going to work every day. But then you can also see the poverty in Hong Kong, and you know the the big fact is yes, we're the one of the richest cities in the world, if not the richest. We also have the most amount of poverty in the same city, 
And I feel like the word of community and unity is bringing all of that together, which in this particular time of crisis is, even though it's bad, I feel like another thing that we said is that it shows the best in people. And this is essentially, I think, a great way to take opportunity and have that unity in this time of, of you know, darkness and what seems like disparity. Well, community, unity, and even solidarity are words right. that have been commonly used in association with the global response to COVID-19. What does your fund seek to achieve beyond bringing youth up and lifting them to a place where they can actually be a part of new solutions? Sure. Our whole fund is to help those who are vulnerable right now, because a lot of the population in Hong Kong who can't afford masks or those who are particularly vulnerable, like I've said, like the elderly, the elderly, the blind, the ones that can't afford the masks, our job, or not our job, but like our purpose is to, and you know, help them and to donate as much of the resources that we have and can afford to get to help them and give them to them. Do you have some ideas on how people can share their goodwill? For example, the government is going to be giving every permanent resident of Hong Kong $10,000 to tide them through this period, 10,000 Hong Kong dollars. Um, You've asked people who perhaps don't need that to share that and other ways. So how can they give financially? Right. So like you've mentioned that the $10,000 that the government is giving out, those who can afford to give them away, we're asking them to consider donating that to those who need it and to give it into the supplies that people would need. We're asking them to consider taking their time and money that they've received to give it back to the people who need it, essentially. We're also asking to get people to take some out of their own savings if they have it. A lot of, like I've said, people in Hong Kong, at least those in a certain class that can say so, we're really, really lucky. And I'm sure that we can afford to take even the smallest amount to try and help them. That's another thing that we're trying to encourage people to do. Because essentially what we are, we're we're an awareness campaign. We're an awareness fund. We're not asking them to take money out of their pockets and to put it into this particular campaign and fundraiser. We're asking them to Another thing was to fundraise to your chosen charity. So it's one that you would choose. And if you want to do it, then do it. But if you don't want to do it as well, it's an opportunity for us to kind of tell you to spread that awareness at least, which is something that you don't have to have money to do. This is what makes your fund so interesting because it's more of a giving fund, which is beyond the financial, despite the word fund. Uh, It's not a crowdfunder website only, which is why I suppose you didn't go to GoFundMe. You actually created a whole ecosystem of your own rather than taking a template of giving, I don't know, maybe $50, $100, which is what people often do. That's not always sustainable. And it seems that this crisis is going to go on for a very long time. What are some of the other ways that people can give? Because you have an action list on your site. Yes, we do. Another thing that right now is a thing, especially for our youth generation, is the education, right? So everything is being moved online to virtual learning. Another one of those steps that we've taken and suggested people to do is to do online tutoring. A lot of students are struggling right now. And one of the great ways that you can do that, and if you're able to 
you know, have the knowledge to do so. It's very easy to just help those in need in the other sense in terms of sharing that knowledge. Knowledge is as valuable as money, if not more so. So sharing that is another really great way that, like you said, is one of the things on our action list. I think it's wonderful that between tennis, school and uncertainty, you've had time to create this site. I'm just going back over to it. You can find it COVID19HKFund.org. And it headlines with be a hero, get involved, no matter what you do. Every small act of kindness you wrote means so much more, especially now. And the seven action points, just to remind everybody, one, donate your time and money you receive from the government, give it back to the people who need it. Of course, that's for people who can afford it and in a way redresses the social inequity here in Hong Kong. Two, take out an amount from your own personal savings or even from the money that you received over Chinese New Year, because that was not so long ago when this outbreak began. Three, tutor online to help students who are struggling. I think all of us are able to participate in that to a large extent. Four, organize online events, find creative ways to help prevent physical and social gatherings and fight this virus in unity, because of course that distancing is critical. Five, spread the message through your social media network with hashtag COVID19HKFund. Six, fundraise to your chosen charity, so it doesn't need to be through this particular platform. And seven, I think you should tell people what number seven is, because that's still, to me, a very important one for everyone to know. Yes, seven is to keep safe, stay hygienic, and still stay well away from everyone. Well, I think that you do that very well because you are the virtual student in an increasingly virtual world. I want to end off by asking you, Chloe, um, when you look at what's happening in the world, and you're, going, you're already inheriting this world, you and your peers. Uh, we always talk about your generation being the next generation, but that generation is the now generation. When you look at what's happening with this particular pandemic and perhaps the greatest human threat since the end of the Second World War, you didn't grow up with a Spanish flu. You you didn't grow up even with 9-11. So what does COVID-19 mean to you when you look at it and when you see it through your own lens? Right. I think that actually was born during the SARS period, I was told. So... I have some idea. I, I mean, my, my parents' ancestors have been, you know, able to transfer that knowledge to me and to transfer what it was like during that time. And, you know, the fear that they felt during that time as well. So even though I wasn't, you know, particularly conscious during that time, having heard and having you know, my mom also tell me about her fear about when I was born during this particular time, how that's kind of also, you know, it's, she's with an infant and with me during this very, very particular time. Coming back to it now and being able to see it through the particular eyes that I have now. I think as well, that another thing was that growing up and having to move to all these places, being away from home for so long and, you know, traveling on my own, it's forced me to grow up a lot faster. So having that kind of maturity, I feel like I'm able to look at this particular situation as something other than the darkness that it brings and something other than the crisis that it is. And as I've mentioned before, it's our chance to take control of what we're doing with our particular generation. We're known for a lot of things, but one of them can be to be very active about it. 
And I think that's one of the things that our generation is getting a lot better at. We have so many more younger activists and human rights advocates now taking charge of particular situations. You just take a look at Greta Thunberg, for example, the most famous example. She's so young, so young, and she's able to have done so much. I think she's a really good example of, you know, these crises that we may say, unfortunately, we're living through at this particular age. But it's also quite fortunate that it, we're giving our generation the chance to show that we can do so much more and take things into our hands and be able to make a change, no matter what the age is.